Welcome to the Exchange for the Exchange podcast, where we exchange ideas about current events, pop culture, and theology. And live. we are on air, boys. Okay. You are live. For the record, <laughs> Josh Pinnell is laughing. Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> so gentle. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what Alex is going to say at this point. Welcome back. Uh, it's late. Um, I'm tired. Josh is drinking coffee. Before bed, which is should be frowned upon, but is 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 in dire need right now. Dan, how you doing, man? I'm pretty tired, but I'm doing pretty well. I'm pretty tired. Think I'll just go home now. Dude. I have the luxury of it being an hour behind. I'm so pretty tired, boys. Let's liven the mood for a second. I listened to a podcast by the infamous Stephen Altrogi entitled "Only the Good Stuff" or something like that, and it's kind of a cool idea for podcasts. You should check it out. What is one good thing that you're enjoying in your life right now? And don't hit any pillars. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't say like Romans or something. My wife, Josh, don't say that. Like, say something that like is. Maybe we wouldn't know. Dan, let's go with you first, buddy. Got a pretty simple life, Alex. Dude, there's beauty in the simple things, man. Isn't that the point? I know, man. Pretty excited to sleep. Mmm. A good night's sleep. He gives to his beloved rest. (laughs) Josh, how about you, bud? Dude, I have to say, I just came from a trip and came back to the southeast this evening, and my wife and I enjoyed some nice Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A, what do you get at Chick-fil-A, dude? Spicy Chicken Deluxe. Oh, you nice go Deluxe, huh? Oh, yeah, man. I'm not getting, I'm not getting like, a spicy chicken sandwich. I'm getting the lettuce. I'm getting the tomato. I'm getting the pepper jack cheese. Dude, I never go with the Deluxe. So much better. And you just drench that. Th- you drown it in Chick-fil-A sauce. Mm, I eat it plain. I drown the fries in Chick-fil-A sauce. That I do, too. That is a good thing, Josh. That is a good thing. Uh, my good thing... Dude, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I am really excited for our church softball league. That's a good thing right now. We had to practice tonight. I think our team is going to be pretty good. I'm just excited. God is good, man. God is good. Um, All right, boys, let's dig right into our topics. we got two topics to get through today. Let's go serious first, and then uh, let's finish it up with something a little bit lighter. Boys, let's talk about Syria and... Uh, the chemical attack, and then President Trump's decision to shoot, was it like 50 missiles at those Syrian air bases? What are your, what's your reaction to this? Did Trump make the right decision? You know, was it kind of like cloudy? Should he not have done it? Should he have done it differently? Dan, I'm going to pass it to you first, bud. The only confusing thing to me is that like Assad is like trying to fight ISIS. Yeah. And, but then like Trump bombs more specifically Assad and like still finds time to like blame Russia while still like scratching their back. Like they like that was not a necessarily decisive attack on ISIS, if that makes sense. I don't think ISIS perpetrated the attacks. They didn't pull off those chemical attacks. No, in a sense he's helping ISIS if he's fighting Assad. Trump is? Yeah. If if Assad is if ISIS is fighting Assad and Trump is fighting Assad a victory against Assad is a victory for ISIS. But what I'm saying, and I'm not a fan of the airstrike, so don't get me wrong. He blew. He shot missiles at the air bases that were the ones used to perpetrate the chemical bombing. Dan, you don't agree with the bombings, the missile launch. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm sure there's a lot of secret intel that I'm not privy to that justifies whatever 
The only thing that makes me worry about is the fact that he hasn't given any indication that his actions are justifiable. So even if there is previous information from what he's done throughout his whole life and throughout the last few months, um, nothing in me feels comfortable with saying, oh, well, he's proving to information that I don't have. Therefore, I can trust he made the right decision. That's all I can really say. So that kind of like really puts you in a tough position. You really can't trust anything he does. Right. Yeah. That's a rough spot, dude. Josh, what do you think, man? Of course, I think what Assad did was evil and wrong. It doesn't reflect who Christ is, and I think that uh, he's going to be one of those at the end of time who say, hide us, hide us from the wrath of the Lamb because of it. I think what he did was sin, and it deserves punishment. Unfortunately, our president found himself in the position where he thought he should be the one uh, to retaliate when we couldn't necessarily be involved, first of all. And secondly, doing so without congressional approval, which is something that the Republicans consistently were upset with Obama about. I think, in fact, with regards to Syria, if I rem- am remembering correctly. Oh, yeah. Um, so with that being said, it's, a, it's an incredibly inconsistent position to go around congressional approval to launch a military strike, which is an act of war, uh, which he doesn't need congressional approval for. And I, I think it's, I just don't understand his position on Syria, because first he's denying acts, he's denying refugees access to America, and then he's getting involved when Assad attacks them. I feel like that's inconsistent, also. Well, I mean, it's difficult, man. The whole Syrian issue, the, the, the whole refugee issue, is really difficult. I said, "All right, Kellyanne." <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. Well, 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 Anderson. You know, it's very difficult. Very no, difficult it's, it's situation. It is. Should they be helped on their own ground? Um, yeah, but that's a declaration of war, Alex. Why and for what ends? For some reason, the United States feels uh, feels that it's in the position to police the world. That's also a tricky question. Because listen, dude, I am all about. It is a tricky question. Because World War Two should exactly. we have gotten involved in World War Two? Yes. No, well, since World War Two, since World War Two military presence our own military presence in other countries i i mean like how would you feel if country had a military base here in the united states you wouldn't like that when i was over in turkey there was a military united states military base over there why do we have a military base in turkey i don't understand why we get the privilege to do that and they would find it odd if turkey had a military base in the united states I mean, there's no denying that it's produced the most powerful intel-fed force in the entire world. I mean, the question is, is should one nation hold that power? Now, the U.S. does submit to the U.N., which I think can be a good thing. But what makes World War II different? And this is a question that I I wonder, because I do think that America should get involved, should have gotten involved in World War II, maybe even earlier than they did. Um... But, like, what makes World War II different than, like, I don't know, Syria? The history of the Middle East in the last 40 to 60 years has proven unprovocative to the European nations that are already there. We got involved from an allied perspective when things seem to get really out of hand. But for some reason, these things seem to be really contained. And even with terrorist attacks happening around Europe and the different European countries that don't involve the Asian or the Arab or the African countries, even though that happens, you know, Britain has not declared any sort of war against those countries. 
Um, there has not been any sort of invasion from any extremist groups in the Middle East to any of the European countries. You know, so there's, there's a, I feel like there's a really big difference between that and what the Reich was trying to implement in the world. Okay, so you're saying there's like, it's like... Because they were actually being successful in invading. Once the invasion happened, that's when people were like, oh, this is serious. So because it's not a country invading, but I mean, like, ISIS is taking over cities. Mm-hmm. But you know? but Trump wasn't attacking ISIS. No. Okay, We're but I mean, that's the whole situation. Like, should we be involved because ISIS is running amok in Syria? Yeah, but, like, whose job is it to play referee? With my previous point, ISIS is fighting Assad. So even if Assad does something wrong, attacking Assad is in- inadvertently helping ISIS. It's making way for them. It's gaining ground for them so they don't have to attack that air base themselves. So, like, the ends justify the means. So we'll, we're okay with Assad, even though they bomb, they chemically bomb people. I never said that. That's where the other point that we're discussing is what's the United States' role in policing the world. To say what he did was wicked, does not. the logical consequence of that is not, let's bomb him. That's like bombing North Korea. <laughs> Well, I mean... No, I mean, really, Alex, like, there's a ruler who's ruling in wickedness. If if North Korea had a missile at something, we would would bomb them. I see your point. I just don't think that... I think we're talking about two different things. What Josh is saying is that the morality of something does not necessitate our involvement. Because we don't get involved in, like, Africa. Like, we don't bomb warlords in Africa. So, yeah, okay, so here's the thing. I'm against the bombings. Like, I actually am. It was illegal. (laughs) You libertarian constitutionalist. And and the people that were, and the people that are supporting it need to, need to realize that they were probably against Obama doing it. And the people who are against Trump bombing Syria need to probably need to realize that Obama did it like a bunch of times, like thousands of times. We need to cut each other some slack here and realize that no one cares about getting congressional approval before declaring war, okay? Nobody, regardless of the letter in in front of your name or behind your name. So let's have a real discussion about this, is what I'm saying. And let's figure out a way to protect our interests, quote unquote, abroad. And let's get out of the business of nation building. I feel like you either have to invade boots on the ground and like wreck shop or not get involved. This like half-hearted where we're just trying to like keep a presence but not is not going to work. It could also be that it wasn't necessarily about Assad or that President Trump really cares about what Assad did, but because he's got guys like Stephen Bannon um who for better or for worse really propagates a lot of things that are to the large majority unfounded concepts so you know conspiracy theories he might just be setting a foot there by dropping those bombs like obama my theory about it was the mentality of take the war to them and they won't end up here and i mean that's just the theory but it might just be like a i'll just do this just to make sure that it stays there but then that's what bush did and they were bush yes so we're all hypocrites I didn't like I didn't like what Obama did without congressional approval either. So everyone in the world but me is a hypocrite. And by what I mean by <laughs> what I mean by we're all hypocrites is that we all minus Josh Pinnell are hypocrites. Yes, Sorry, I thought that went without saying. Okay. If you saw the videos, um, if you saw the photos, if you understand just how unfortunate this is, it really makes you long for christ to come back and fix these broken uh shattered nations because there's really not much uh we can do we've screwed things up so bad that christ is gonna have to fix it and he will he will
one day he will come back and all will be made right. And praise God for that truth. Boys, let's move on to a lighter topic. Boys, there is an apologize cruise for some <laughs> cruise. Lord. It's basically a conference on the water. Okay? <laughs> it's an odd phenomenon, okay? But it's not one that is only evangelical, okay? You see motivational speakers will take a cruise. What is it with this thing? Like, it seems weird to me, but like, what are your guys' thoughts? Like, it's camp for adults, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course it's camp for adults. Get away from the world. There is no internet out there in the Pacific. Just you, the Lord, and William Lane well, Craig. What is a better way to spend your time, Alex, than to be playing shuffleboard with an old man in short white shorts, you know, a button-down short sleeve shirt and a white hat, talking about the nuances of the ontological argument? I mean, what what is a better way to spend your weekend, Alex? I cannot think of one. Dude, if I okay, if I'm gonna spend the money on a cruise, I'm gonna take a nice cruise. Like I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go attend lectures. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna do it right. You know, and I'm gonna enjoy myself. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna feel guilty mm. about spending money on a cruise and try to like justify it by sitting through some lectures on apologetics. It's almost like we feel bad that we're spending money on this. So we're like, but I mean, it's a conference too. It just happens to be on a boat where there's going to just happen to be, you know, good food and a lounge chair and whatever you do on a cruise. I'm leaving. Play shuffleboard a lot. Mm, mm. Um, So Mm. I think Christians should feel free to take a cruise and not have to listen to William Lane Craig. As much as I appreciate his ministry and his and his wisdom, I, I think I think if you want to just go on a cruise and God's blessed you with the means, just enjoy it. Dude, you know who I'd go on a cruise with? Dude, I would rock a Pope Francis cruise, man. <laughs> I would oh my gosh. Josh, who would you if you could pick an evangelical leader, who would you go No, any leader. Okay, any leader, whatever. I want to see the Desiring God cruise. <laughs> Let the waves of grace crash upon no. you. No, 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 no. It would be a rowboat. <laughs> it would be like one of the, like, you guys ever seen the movie Troy? When they're rowing to shore? It would be that. With like 40 people. Yeah. Oh, everybody would have an oar. Everybody would have an oar. No, that's John Piper's like heave, heave. (laughs) They're just like (laughs) they would have zero food the whole time. Oh yeah, and any any comfort and convenience you'd have, Piper would be like, "Don't waste your cruise. (laughs) (laughs) You need to sail into the full grace that God has for you." (laughs) So many, okay, dude. So many metaphors. Josh, who would you go with? You didn't name somebody. Name no, Iron God Cruise. I go with John Pipes. You would definitely do that, huh? You'd go. No, I could I, see you. No, no, I just want. I just think that's funny. Yeah. Uh, funny. Okay, if I had to go on a cruise, and and there had to be an evangelical speaker, can I just can I just pick C.J. Mahaney and make it a my local? Oh man, that would be fun though. You know he wouldn't be preaching. <laughs> He'd just be jumping off the diving board like. Whoa! Dude, Benny Hinn would make it pretty fun. <laughs> be 
Glenda, watch me make the cruise jump off the water. <laughs> no, dude, I think he would just like overdo it, man. That'd be the pull for the cruise. So like, yeah, dude. For John Piper, he has a cruise to try to get all the worldly people there so that he can preach to them about their worldliness. Benny Hinn, the poll is bring your sick, bring your needy, I will heal them. Dude, you guys remember the lemur in Madagascar? Yes. I feel like that would be Benny Hinn on a cruise. Like just passing out margaritas in the name of God. <laughs> I thought everybody God wanted you to. Dude, that's one <laughs> like, question I have. That's one question I have, okay? Do they serve alcoholic drinks on the apology? Dude, great question. <laughs> great question. Oh, I don't know. You know they do, but the community will frown on you if you dare. No, man. I don't think that they do. They do, man. I think they had a long conversation about it. And at the end of the day, someone was like, guys, we can't do it. Dude, it is a (laughs) deficit for a cruise if they don't sell booze. That did I did not mean to rhyme that. Okay, what would a Mark Driscoll cruise be like? Dude, okay, so you just stole the guy I'd go with. Dead sale with Mark Driscoll. Dude, that guy knows how to have fun. He would be at the pool, like, screaming at the kids. (laughs) Don't dive in the pool! Don't dive! Don't in the pool! Don't run! Grow up be a man! Be a man! (laughs) Yell at your sister! Dude, either him or, like, Matt Chandler, maybe. You could invite David Platt along and just watch no, him like man. the whole time. Way too heavy. No, Way Platt, heavy. Platt would. No, no, be... like you'd watch him feel guilty the whole time. That's the funny yeah, thing. Platt, would feel... Platt, Platt, and Piper would both feel guilty the whole time. Oh yeah, dude. That'd and be bad. you know who would do a cruise, an evangelical cruise, is Francis Chan. Oh yeah. Yes. And it would be the most relaxing thing ever, dude. <laughs> He's like, man, we're just gonna talk about the Holy Spirit. Like you know the church. Uh, Brought up some money and we got massages for everybody. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be all about love. <laughs> it's all gonna be about love. What if Rob Bell did a cruise? <laughs> Actually, if Rob Bell did a cruise, Benny Hinn would be there. He'd be like, and Oprah. This boat? And He'd Oprah, be- yeah. <laughs> like, What's this boat made out of? Will this boat take us all the way to our destination? What does our destination look like? What path do we need to take to get to our destination? Are we all Benny on the Hinn is just like. Brother, all the roads lead to the same place. <laughs> Are we all going to the same destination? I don't know. I and don't that's know. the end of his talk. Everyone stands up and claps. Yes. Yep. That's it. And then he like back dives into the pool and people clap. <laughs> he says something that's mildly like provocatively theological, but is like totally not accurate at all. Okay. And everyone's this- like, I've never seen that before, so it must be right. This is what I want to see. I want to see Johnny Mac do the dispensational conference on a cruise talking about how the world is going to hell in a handbasket. For those of you who don't know, Johnny Mac is uh, John MacArthur. As he's he's sipping his orange juice, preaching out of his leather-bound Bible with his iPad using his notes. That's what I want to see. Well, dude, John MacArthur does not use an iPad for notes. You're probably right. It's all up here, buddy. Notes. No, handwritten notes. Well, guys, we all know where this is eventually leading, though. This is eventually leading to the Exchange Podcast Cruise. Wow. Put a doubt payment today, people. 
Those tickets will fly out of the box. For the low, 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 low price of only 20 payments of nineteen ninety nine, you too can have a ticket on the Exchange Podcast. Group. No, dude. We're going to make it free like grace, man. And we're going to say, we're just going to take the ad revenue. Well, we're going to choose who gets it, though. We're going to take the ad revenue from one of our apps and we're just going to pay for everybody. <laughs> ad revenue. <laughs> Did you know John MacArthur? On a if he preached on a cruise, you would like look at like his like him behind the podium, and you would see him like in a suit, and then like underneath, it would be a baby. And he'd walk out from behind the podium, and he'd have swim trunks on. You know, <laughs> that's what would happen. But he just like unzips the suit off like it's a zip-on suit. He just like zzzt, jumps in the water. As soon as the sermon, as soon as the business is done. It's all about the fun. Amen. Back dives into the water. Boys, I think we've exhausted these topics. And I think it's time uh, to call it a show. I've had a good time with you guys tonight. Um, I hope our I hope the throng enjoys uh, the, these these ups that we just released tonight. Um, the throng, you guys can catch us on Twitter at the Exchange Pod. You'll stay current there. And you'll see the links to uh, the rest of our apps if you haven't gotten caught up. But um, yeah, boys, any 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 concluding thoughts on the matter? Who's doing our music at the Exchange Podcast Cruise? I, I think we really we'd have to just get Andrew Peterson to do the music. Mm, that'd be I so th- boring, man. That that'd be a callback to our Northland roots. So boring, dude. What? That's not cruise music. Okay, Mr. that's like that's like camp, like that's like mountain getaway music, man. Dude. That's like driving through the open air music. Who are you talking? Who do you think? It's not cruise music. Maybe Josh Carroll's. No, dude, I'm talking like Jay Z, Beyonce. One call away, Alex, and I could get them there. Sounds good, man. Do it. One they, call away. If we're gonna be worldly, let's go all the way. Let's commit. Do they represent the values of the Exchange Podcast? Almost. Do we so, have, what are our values, Alex? I'm I'm open to be defined, Josh. We, we need we need to come up with our values so that we can figure out what we want to do on Dude, our. We need a mission. We need a mission statement, man. <laughs> <laughs> like every whatever you say, it always has to have the prepositional phrase to the glory of God. Mm. Always has to have that prefit phrase. Right. Let's let's quit while we're ahead, um, which is our nature, and. Uh, Join us at The Exchange Pod. Thank you for listening to Throng. And for now, good night and good luck.